Episode 5, Who's Ready to Go Wet? Not a dry seat in the house. I'm not, always. not when Jeff's on stage. Hope you brought your umbrellas, because today we're recapping leg one of Goose's summer tour. Unless, of course, it gets delayed an hour due to thunder, tornadoes, or whatever other forces of nature the gods throw at this band. Yeah, I think you mean thunder with a seven. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just delayed two weeks, because we forgot to do a podcast. Either way, we're going to get through it. In addition to our expert analysis of this stretch of shows, we're also going to have exclusive interviews with Michael Pomisano from Guitargate, Mark Camito, a.k.a. Scarf Guy from the El Goose Times, and some of Goose's other big fans, where we get to hear their perspective on the band, these shows, their philosophies on life, the scene, and a whole lot more. And as always, if you have a cool story or unique perspective or philosophy, apparently on the band, feel free to come up and say hi to us during leg two to be featured on the next episode. We'll be out there to capture the moment. And we've got a special surprise for New Haven night one. So be sure to dress your best. The stars will be out and shining. Elegance. Elegante. That's right. We look forward to meeting all of you on leg two of summer tour as well as... Fall Tour, baby, announced on the same day we release episode four, which I guarantee we will never do again. Yuck. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> These guys owe us vinyls. They owe us prints. They owe us everything. But hey, we'll buy some Fall Tour tickets for sure. The podcast ratings did not do well last Tuesday afternoon. Not but if well. it's some consolation, at least we get indoor goose to look forward to if you were able to figure out the band's pre-sale riddle. Yeah, I mean, it's not any consolation. I'm definitely still a little unhappy with the band. Um, I mean, who do they think they are? Literally distracting our listeners, I would have said cucking us, um, with these show dates on the day that we're trying to release our podcast. Like, we need all the help we can get. You know, we're doing this for the band. I mean, as usual, they step on my dreams. But like Joey said, we'll stick out. We'll be. We'll still be out there sticking mics in your faces for fall tour, asking you about your favorite Trevor outfits. So be on the lookout. And to help us walk through these new dates, we tried to schedule Ethan Berlin, Goose's agent, um, but it seems like he has better things to do. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I never would have guessed. I guess these guys have to do a you know a spring tour next year or something. Crazy. Yeah, so I guess we can just run through the dates real quickly. Um, so September 3rd, the 4848 Festival, skipping Bonnaroo, which came before 48, that. 48, 48, 48, 48. We'll do that again on take two. No, 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 no. No, it's um, fine. Because they, they haven't can see the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't told us specifically if it's 48, 48, or 4848. 48, so. We're just going with our best guess. Yeah. Maybe it's 4,848. That's festival. a very big possibility. I'm going to call it the 24 Festival because we can just add the numbers up together. <laughs> <laughs> And then immediately after that, uh, actually not immediately, a month after that, <laughs> Terminal 5 in New York, New York, our home base, just steps away from my apartment. I'm excited for that. Um, you guys been to Terminal 5? Obviously, it's a... <laughs> we have. You're the only one who's excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'll still be there uh, sweating my ass off in the middle of a thousand plus people. So, yeah. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the band. Um, <laughs> That said, we've all been we've all been pretty close to getting kicked out. Um, you know, I, one of my favorite things at Terminal Five to do uh, back in the day was figure out which balcony to stand on, whether I wanted to hear like vocals, <laughs> bass, drums, or yeah, keys. You get a little bit of right own thing. in yeah. on one of the pieces of the band at a time. I imagine if I suspended myself from the ceiling, I'd be able to hear the full mix. But uh, that's the best spot. To, to be yeah. to be fair to, to Terminal Five, um, they've done a whole bunch of renovations. 
this year. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but as we approach these shows, uh, it should be something fresh and new in there. So yeah. that should be cool. Yeah, I have heard good things about the improved audio in there, so we'll see what it, we'll see what it's like. All right, awesome. heard, heard good things, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then about three weeks later, they're heading up to Portland, Maine, and Worcester, Massachusetts for their Halloween run, four nights. Uh, really excited for that. I initially just bought the Massachusetts tickets, but figured why not head up to Portland? It's a beautiful city. I plan on taking time off and just exploring. Yeah, and forgive, we're calling it Worcester now. <laughs> forgive Joey's pronunciation yeah. of oh, uh, Worcester. Yeah. Oh. Um, he's from Long Island. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody in Massachusetts is flipping right now. That's Worcester, yeah. whatever the hell they say. Yeah, I can't even say yeah it. the Polar Seltzer Factory. <laughs> polar Seltzer Factory is on fire. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to get, getting getting back to Worcester. I mean, I haven't really spent a lot of time there except for blacking out at biscuit shows uh, oh, yeah. in the early mm-hmm. 2000s and then Good times. Um, I think some fall fish yeah fall fish actually crushed there god when was that 2013 or 2014 it was awesome but um, yeah like that's gonna be great to get back up there and like Joey said it's beautiful country it's an easy ride um, at least in the northeast from up to Portland and back down to Massachusetts there so that's gonna be a real whole mess of fun that Halloween <laughs> get off the highways because Bruce is driving home after the show <laughs> 95 baby <laughs> gripping and ripping <laughs> something while we're, on the, while we're on the topic of Halloween have you guys wanted any covers any um particular soundtracks you've wanted to hear I don't even I don't I don't want to play that game with them because I always end up disappointed yeah but they, I do I will call out Kel has been mentioning one of our big fans Kel Kowas is mentioning um, the Sandlot soundtrack which Ooh. actually would slap fits you know kind of right in their wheelhouse and so uh, that would be awesome to hear but nice I'm sure onions. I'm sure they'll come up with something good all right nice and then they got a couple days off then heading back down to the south Atlanta Georgia the eastern there's a lot of new venues in this stretch of southern runs that I'm really uh, excited to see anything you guys are looking for in particular are you going to some of these shows in the south yeah, I mean, I'm telling myself I'm not going to go to as many as I'm definitely going to go to. Um, but the Atlanta show, for sure, I mean, this is a brand new venue that is supposed to be incredible. I don't think they've actually opened yet. No. Um, and it's Goose's first headlining play in Atlanta, which is super cool. That's so um, basically, I'm, I'm running through this as I'm going to try and justify all this travel to my fiance. <laughs> it's the first time at this new venue. The shows are sold out, but I can still get. I can like, get two yeah, tickets, please, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come? Um, yeah. Um, you know, the usual. <laughs> the, yeah, the usual thing. Yeah, you guys know how it goes. Um, New Orleans, I, I don't think I'll be able to make it to New Orleans, but uh, first goose play in New Orleans. At the Republic, oh, yeah. too. Classic yeah, yeah. venue. I mean, there's a lot of classic venues in New Orleans, but man, that's going to be a cool show. I don't think I'll be able to make it, too, but... God bless the people who will. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe it sparks the jazz side of the band. Some West Montgomery, some John Schofield, maybe. But then they head into Houston at the House of Blues, where a whole other venue is going to be, or uh, rather, a whole other vibe is going to be coming in. So, really excited for that when the House of Blues looks sick. There. Oh. Yeah, forget Goose. I'm ready for the Great Beyond to take Texas. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I I might not be able to hit up that Houston show because I actually have to work a real job. But uh, Austin and Dallas, I will definitely be at. I got some great friends in Austin. I've been there before. It's an awesome music city. I think, you know, on par with New Orleans. It's a different vibe. Um, great food out there. A lot of great people in Austin. So those shows at the Scoot Inn are going to be really, really cool. Plus, it's a small place. It's only about yeah. a thousand people, a little over a thousand people. Um, and in that Dallas show, that Hi-Fi at Dallas is another new 
venue. Yeah, to, my, to, to Mark Cuban venue. Yeah, Live Nation of Mark Cuban. Yeah. I, uh, can't, I Hopefully we can double up and uh, get a Shark Tank meeting with him so I can pitch, you know, Sea Lion, the uh, seal experience. I'm going to pitch <laughs> I'm gonna pitch super absorbent um, sweatpants to him and sweat clothing and yeah. see if he hasn't thought about that and yet. <laughs> once again, I'll be the only one working for the podcast. Absolutely. Right, yeah, that. right, sure, exactly. Sure, As you, sure. That's, yeah, par for the course. Yes, I can't wait for Joey to drag us through the state of Texas. Um, <laughs> so what do we got, Kansas City, Oklahoma after that? Uh, Oklahoma City and yeah the, I mean the Oklahoma City venue I've been looking at pictures the Tower Theater it looks really cool and interesting it looks like a Stanley Kubrick movie it's these like red yeah, orange walls wow. with like these white columns I don't know if they renovated it but maybe they'll do an eyes wide shut theme show <laughs> <laughs> what's, if only what's the safe word um, <laughs> so I don't, I'm, I'm hoping we can get to those but uh, if not you know I have to save my passionate pleas to my significant other for Denver <laughs> mm. Yeah, Mission to, Ballroom, to baby. Right Why, like, come on. That's so cool. Yeah. 4,000 people in Mission Ballroom. Wow, I didn't know it was that big. But it's all, that's also a relatively new theater. Obviously, you know, it's been around, but uh, somewhere people are really psyched to see the band. I am on the fence. I know by the time this tour's wrapping up, I'm going to be like, uh, screw it. I'm <laughs> taking off work. <laughs> but can, can we talk about what the difference is between a ballroom and a theater? Uh, there's a giant ball in the middle of a ballroom, a disco ball. Okay. Is that really it? Because then that, really? that helps me. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Well, no, what's in the middle? I was like, God, Joey's right yeah, again. Yeah, man, he knows everything. There's a, there's a you know a huge the in the middle of a theater too from the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there is a disco ball at this place, so oh, maybe sure. a nice hot tea reflecting the lights off that disco ball. Yes, and I will, I will be swirling around my finest ball gown. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. the bell, the bell of the ball, Bruce yeah. Robinson. Well, Getty, if you're listening we know you got to get those lights shining on that disco ball so uh yeah i can't wait to see some of that man wow all right so that's pretty much it for fall tour unless of course they announce a winter tour or any other special <laughs> events yeah. before this episode comes out or um, right on the day or yeah. right, right on, on the day, day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, sh- I'm sure I'll owe them money by the time this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but greg we have a little more news i hear oh yeah that is right sports fans Thank you to all of you who are participating in Fantasy Goose. We've talked about this episode after episode, but we finally have a WWE-style belt. For those of you who are over the age of Joey, a (laughs) WWF-style belt, um, specifically designed by last season's winner, Diesel Johnny, on Twitter. Um, To check out what it might look like, head over to our socials and trash talk as much as possible in the comments. We've got a whole bunch of new players coming in hot. I think Steven Denner is in the lead right now. Um, the old guard is holding strong. Angela and Eric Lindsay. If I didn't miss two shows, I'd be up there. Yeah, if you yeah, Bruce didn't miss two shows, yeah. Uh, but, I'm in there in two separate names also. There's Joseph and Joey. So uh, got you know, it. Playing from both ends. You're not cheating. You're not trying. You know? <laughs> Bond, James Bond. So uh, I think we are like, you know, we're, this, this continues to grow. A uh, whole bunch of new golden geese, each show, each show. And so join in. We're more than happy to have you. And actually, we're going to be uh, kind of overhauling the system right now so that you guys don't have to rely on me and Russo posting weird Google Forms. 
we're we're working on making it a one-stop shop. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. And definitely thanks for everybody for participating in that. That's really gotten a lot of be, to be a lot of fun amongst the fans now that we've got hundreds of people joining into Fantasy Goose. But that's your news update from two weeks ago by the time we get this episode on Spotify, I'm yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> sure. So, Biden just won the election. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, but we'll be right back with a recap of leg one. First... Joey was able to grab an exclusive interview with Michael Palmisano of Guitargate live from the Frederick Pod. Yeah, Michael was nice enough to stop by my pod before the Frederick Night 2 show. I've been a big fan of his Guitar Teacher Reacts videos for a while now, as you'll hear, mainly because I think he's just an excellent teacher and has introduced me to so much new music that I never would have listened to otherwise. He recently reacted to a song by Friends of the Podcast, Neighbor, so be sure to check that on YouTube. Big shout out to Neighbor. Yeah, Neighbor. Yeah, I'm glad they got on there too. I know a couple of their fans are really pushing hard for that um and that was that was a great shot the song that they chose too yeah Um, definitely and so be sure to check that out as well as the rest of his videos yeah and if you're a guitar player at any level and would like to grow your knowledge feel free to head over to his site guitargate.com and check it out after just a couple weeks of lessons i sound just like rick everyone out in birdlands Got a special, special guest here, Night Two and Frederick, Michael Palmisano of Guitargate. Dude, I've been watching your videos since oh, probably fall 2019. Is that a fair estimate of what that, it started? That sounds about right. Was the first video one of the React videos? Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's when it started. It started, the React started in fall 2019, even though I've been on YouTube for many, many years, but the React series is, is what finally worked after a lot of time. Yeah, so can you give for maybe some people who haven't heard or seen your videos uh, a little background as to how you got started teaching guitar, teaching guitar online, and then got into the jam scene and started making those reaction videos? Yeah, I'll make a very long story short, as everybody, as everybody says. <laughs> um, I've been playing guitar forever, um, played in bands, uh, but basically in my professional career, I taught private students coached kids rock bands and played in a wedding corporate cover band in Baltimore doing 110, 120 shows a year for about seven years or so. Uh, when, our, when my wife and I started having kids, uh, I started noticing people starting to make a living teaching online and I decided after a lot of soul searching and hard decisions that as much as I thought I was a good guitar player and I'm proud of the work I put in as far as you know gigging that I was a better teacher and it made me feel better about myself helping other people too and I decided to go all in on the internet and all in on online education in 2013. So I say all that to say I did start a guitar game in 13 and was steady rolling until about 19 and in 2019 I got completely burnt out and but I mean it was fine it was great believe me I was supporting a family teaching and all that it was great. Um, but I was completely burnt out and put my guitar down for months. Yeah. And then I had some friends of mine take me to a Dead & Company show uh, in that summer after I hadn't played guitar in months. So summer 2019? Summer 19. Do you remember what the opener was? Yeah, it was um, Shakedown Street. At, of course it was. Yeah, at Nissan Pavilion, with well, the old Nissan Pavilion, Jiffy Lube Live. Okay, all right. Um, and obviously I had known about the jam scene, and obviously I had known about that band in particular, but the reason I really wanted to go was because um, I was absolutely fascinated with the fact that, like, here's this guy, Mayor I'm talking about, yeah. who 
who is not just taking off 30 days a year as his own headliner tour, but he's also putting his entire band and his entire staff, giving them off, right, to be a hired gun in a cover band for songs that were written decades ago, and he's taking a huge haircut, and I was like, what? What is going on? There's something to this. And not only that haircut, the potential criticism that he could receive from this die-hard audience and someone like John Mayer in the pop scene coming in and, you know, at first when I heard about it, I was like, really? Like, Mayer? And I saw it once. I was like, oh, yeah, of yeah, course. I get it. And, and that's the thing. So I went there and a couple things happened. One, I realized the obvious answer is it's all about the music. And he looked happier than I've ever seen him play because I'd yeah. seen him in his solo stuff. And two, my wife was with me, he was with me today, and said, just look around you, have you ever seen so many happy people in one place before? Yeah. And I was like, no, I, I don't think I have seen tens of thousands of cheerful people. And I, was, and, I, and I was hooked. And so I went home and I was like, I'm going to start learning this music, trying to figure out what the magic is, but I'm gonna put the camera on and I'm gonna document it. And I'm gonna treat it just like as when I had a student, someone would bring a lesson in a room and say, I want to learn this. Pull it up on YouTube, they're there for half an hour, you try to figure out what makes it what it is, the broad strokes, what to look out for when you're learning it, and send them on their way. And I didn't know what the fuck to call it, and so, because it's certainly not a lesson because I'm like learning it on the spot and I'm wrong a lot. And, and, and so I just, this React thing was like a thing on YouTube and I was like, look, I know it's sticky, but like, I'm just gonna call it Guitar Teacher Reacts. It's sure enough, this shit fucking pop. Yeah, and, and that's the story. That's crazy. I mean, the great thing. And now I've never been more reinvigorated to play in my life. Play guitar, yeah. And do you think the music of the scene helped out? Like, if you were doing reaction yes. videos over other stuff, it wouldn't, maybe not has pop, uh, wouldn't have popped no, as much. No, no, because to be completely and totally frank with you, the jam scene videos are not the most popular ones. Is that right? What What would you say are? Oh, the number one video is Polyphia by far. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, the, here's, so, but here's, here's the thing, and, and this is, this is a, a really good takeaway for your audience or anybody out there that is into social media in general. What you really care about, what really is important, and this is true in life, not just on the internet, is actual passionate engagement and real relationships with people. Yeah. The top line numbers, the top line numbers of like this video got millions of views, you know, those videos, great, they get millions of views, but I don't have the relationship with those fans as I do from dead videos that got 50,000 views. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those people give a shit. Like all these people out here, you guys all travel together. You know oh, yeah. each other. You feel like the connection you have with the music means that you know a little something more about each other, you know, Absolutely, and it's, yeah. and that is not in every genre of music. It's just not true, ah. and, and and so it doesn't even matter to me that when I do jam videos, those aren't the big videos because the engagement and the messages I get and the encouragement and the positivity within the community, it, it just it makes me over the moon. And at the end of the day, it makes me pick up the guitar again and just try to get a little better. And that was the whole thing. I put it down and it, and, and it is what made me pick it back up again. That's great. And that really sums up the energy. And that's it. I mean, 
The music, yeah, we always say the music is the most important thing, but you come for the family. You come to meet new friends. Like, you, and I feel like this pod setup is really conducive to that because most of the time you're crowded with other people, and you know you don't have this, this much time before the show to talk. You know, sometimes you do, but to walk through the pods, you kind of have a little bit more space. You have your lawn chairs out. Like people just get to sit down, hang out a little bit more before the show, and I, I think it's a big boost. I think it's not going to go away. No, no, because. At the end of the day, behind every view, behind every click, behind every email, behind every shirt, behind every car, whatever you want to radio, there's people, yeah. right? There's real people that really matter and really care about each other. And just look at where we are today. We're at Goose. I wouldn't even know who Goose is if it wasn't for people who saw my dad videos or fish videos or Humphrey's videos or whatever and were like, you got to check out the new guys like you gotta see yeah. you gotta see what's coming next yeah I mean you, you know? got a lot of like Marcus King Billy Strings yeah. Goose obviously Spafford yeah and and those and so for me to perfect example I do a Goose thing, right yeah and it gets you know I don't know 25 30,000 views which is tremendous right yeah. but it's nothing like a Marcus King video and it doesn't even matter because the point is the band's reaching out. I'm talking to you. Oh, we love it. We're yeah. walking around the park, and it's just like everybody's so happy to have this little whatever. Any light shined on like the great thing that's happening in this this community. Yeah. You know? it's like your whole family. It's like I'm blessed. I'm blessed to have found it so late in life, because I believe me, I've been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows, but I came from a, a metal rock and roll like like background and there's 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 no sense of community like that <laughs> you know it's the, it, it's not even the thing this is a special thing and i'm grateful to be a part of it we're grateful to have you as a part of that i appreciate I've been, it i've been watching videos for so long and i'm a drummer i don't understand chord structure. I don't understand music theory all that much, but somehow in your videos, I may not understand the words you're saying, but it helps me develop this language a little bit more of like, I know what you're talking about. And when I talk to my friends, I'm not spitting nonsense. I have these words to, you know, put to it. So when you start doing these reaction videos where they initially like, I want guitarists to be able to play these songs or music fans in general to just listen to somebody talk about this and get maybe an education. So it started about guitar because that's what I know and that's what I viewed it. What I found is that when I do songwriter stuff, like Tyler Childers or like the Coulter Wall, yeah. then I find myself talking about like the actual lyrics and the, and, yeah. and, 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 and the words behind them and the people that they're meant to represent. You know, when I do drum stuff, you know what I mean? Like I, I also play drums. Like, okay, I believe nice. everybody should play drums. That explains why you give such a great shout out to the rhythm section. A lot of, because, which because, it doesn't get noticed, even though they're not soloing like crazy. It's such a support system to elevate well, the band. I feel like it's because I've I've gigged a tremendous amount, and we all know you're only as good as your drummer. Yeah. And it's like I just used this euphemism the other day. Are you running out of time? No, 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 plenty of time. So I just use this. I could always add more time. Um, that like a really great rhythm section is like. A super clean, pristine house. You don't, you don't notice. It, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You notice a really dirty house. <laughs> like someone's like let themselves go, and it's just like a mess, right? You when you when you walk into a place, you're like, wow, this band just doesn't have isn't good. It's the rhythm section. Yeah. You know when you're just focused intently 
on the vocals and the guitar and you're just like in the zone, that's because the rhythm section built the foundation to allow you to do that. Exactly, yeah, and it doesn't get that's enough shout out from music is, fans. And I've always viewed myself as a part of the rhythm section as a guitar player. Yeah. And then like when it's my turn to say something lead, then it's my turn, but serve the song, serve the groove always. Absolutely, and collectively too, which I feel yeah. like this band does so well. Not only like... That's one of the main reasons I like this band so much. Yeah, the tension and release is the greatest that I've ever seen. Not only just tension and release individually, but as a group, they're always together right on it the entire yes. time. Yes, a sound check was great. I was standing here back over this rail, just taking it in. And my wife and I were just like, this is just, man, it just really sounds good. Like, yeah. They're not rushing anything. They're like calm and relaxed. Yes. Like, they're, 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 you know, letting things take their own time. And that is something that took me, uh, I'm still learning to appreciate it because I'm, I still, it's hard, I still come from this world of like, Put it this way, there aren't many bands that when they come through town, I must see them no matter what. One of those bands is Tool. Yeah. Now Tool brings this one specific product to each particular town and it's recreated. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. As with almost every band. Almost every band. I grew up in that world understanding that, 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 that perfection, polishing this perfect thing and recreating it night after night is the goal. The thing I love about this scene and this band, which they do so well, is it's so clear that that intent is not the case. The yeah. intent is to go to a different town, do something different in each town, exactly, and let it take its course, let it become this new thing, and that's why people you know, count their shows and, and document them by the date, because that's kind of the point. Yeah. And that's why it took me so long to get to get it. Until you buy into that concept, you go, I've only been to two shows, I have to get into double digits, then I have to get into triple digits, I yeah, have to get all the prints, and then... Yeah, because my whole my whole professional life, and even when I was a student, like, like this kind of music really isn't something that is um, focused on when you go to music school, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, at least not the one I went to, and... Is it almost laughed at? Would you say, like, oh, jam bands, they're so this or that? Are they, like, brushed so, off? So here's what I mean. When you, go to, when you go to school, the idea of that school, and it's not just for music, is can you take this knowledge and this education, whatever, and does it lead to a professional career? Exactly. And so when you go to school, you're not learning how to build 16, 17-minute jams with various peaks that take people on a journey. No, you're trying to figure, you're trying to get down to the nitty gritty of how much can we take out to get to the core essence of this particular hook, tie that hook together with a 15 second bridge, you know and, what I mean? And get it on the radio or on a Spotify playlist and mass amounts of people. Two minutes and 30 seconds. Hit yeah, it quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And every band I've been in, um, again, this is me, this is not right or wrong, but has been a working cover band that were, were there like high dollar events and all of those songs there's no improvisational section there's no yeah. one I mean you don't even leave three to four seconds in between each song yeah you know and so the whole 
the whole like missing something or or missing a part. Or They're missing a change or anything is like it's catastrophic. You get yeah. fired. Yeah. yeah. I mean, literally, you get fired. I don't know if you've seen the documentary Bittersweet Motel on Fish, but no. they're interviewing Trey. This is in like '98. He's in a hotel, and uh, someone asked him like, "Oh, like, so how'd you? What'd you think of the show last night? I thought it was fire. I thought it was amazing. Like, it was perfect. Everything you'd ask for." And the guy goes, "Well, you know, somebody said it wasn't." And they go, "Who? Brad? Uh, Brad Sands, their like tour manager." Yeah. And he goes, why? Because we missed the change. He goes, I don't care if we miss every change. As long as the crowd was hot, we were on fire, it doesn't matter to me. So I think that's exactly what you're saying, especially that's different about jam ends, the fact that they can play something and miss every, they could fuck up the lyrics every single line, as long as the music was there and the energy was there. It's about, it's about the intent that, you know, we're expecting to hear something tonight that we didn't hear yesterday. Absolutely. And we're expecting to feel something different that we didn't feel the last time this band came from town. And that's why people follow them. Yeah. It's a it's it's literally a different mindset of the audience. You know? And that frankly took me 36 years to understand. And some people never understand. So the fact that you get it, and the most important thing about this scene is you don't find the music. I feel like the music finds you at a place when you need it. Dude, and everybody, like I have that story, and I go, and I know people give me guff about it being dead and co and whatever. No, nah, I have the same thing. The point is, is it did find me. And yeah. I, and I have found that everyone that uh, I share that with or whatever says the same thing. Like they, they remember the day. Oh yeah, or, or at least the time period. Like, what's yours? Uh, mine was Dead and Company, 2017 at City Field. They opened with Dancing in the Streets. <laughs> it was inc- oh, it was incredible. <laughs> and I remember it wasn't like I it, my life changed at the show. It was the weeks after that whole summer where I was just nonstop playing the Dead in my car. And I remember it specifically. I was just out of college, studying for the CPA, and yeah. every day going to class was just Grateful Dead playing. And then that eventually led to Fish, led to a couple festivals, and then once you go to your first festival, it was like, oh, there's all these different bands across all these different genres that I can fall in love with. And Goose was the one for me, man. Like, the chemistry so tight, man. the chemistry of influences that made me, they exactly matched that for me. Um, I agree. I'm super excited to see them for the first time. Yeah, I'm me too. I'm so happy this is your first show and you yeah. get to come, man. So, I'm so stoked. You, uh, you broke down Arcadia, you broke down Drive. In between, have you gotten into Goose a little bit more since the Arcadia song, or are you still yeah, coming in pretty I'm fresh? Hoping, I'm hoping um, to hear, um, I really want to hear one of their harder, more extended, like harder, like groovier, like more extended jams. What was the one I was, God damn it, I'm going to have to look it up right now. Go ahead. We can always edit. It's not like it's live. Let me make Dude, sure. I was just listed on the way here. Um, Jive Lee. Oh. Yeah, we're I want to hear one of those, dude. Got the hat on. Oh, see. <laughs> it's my favorite song. That's 100% it's my yeah. favorite song. So, so they, that's they, what I want to hear. They played that down in Suwannee, I guess, with last night's two shows ago. But they could always play a Jive 1. So, you know, Jive 1, Jive 2, Jive yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah. So they played Jive 2. So if they do Jive 1 tonight, there's always a Jive Lee that could come. I hope you get it, man. But, I mean... There's so many songs where they could just get up and, and like, rip this it. This conversation is what I love about the scene too. I love it's like, well, you could get it tonight. I you hope could. you get it. Oh yeah. But then at the same time, I mean, 
it's been it's been X amount of shows. Yeah. It's happened, <laughs> it's just like, that doesn't happen in other scenes, man. I know. It, yeah, every single person here knows exactly when the last time they played that song. So they played Spirit of the Dark Horse last night, which is a recently released single, and everyone was freaking out because they haven't played it since yeah. March 2019. So, I mean, I hope you get everything you want. I hope you have an amazing time at your first show, man. Hopefully, I'll see you around dancing your ass off. Dude, dude, I will be here, man. Thank you so much for having me. All right, once again, I want to thank Michael for coming over and talking. It was really cool of him to take the time to do so. He was also nice enough to come over to the pod during set break of the show, but sadly... The audio was not captured due to Rob's lack of being there Unreal. to make Come sure on, I hit Rob. the record button, Rob. Unreal. Jesus, man. Kind but to quickly recap, now. we had a ton of fun during set one. Uh, was really impressed by the band. He mainly was impressed with the crew. He could not get over the video, the audio quality. So shout out to Sam Getty, coach directing that night, and Danny McDonald for getting some amazing shots of the band in the crowd. Um, and every night, He's been behind the camera. I mean, this tour was amazing. It can't, you know, I cannot tell bands coming up, get a publicist. They can, they, <laughs> yes. they can put this stuff together for you and make it happen. Sound and audio quality is one thing. Yeah. Video quality is another, yeah. but having a great publicist <laughs> is maybe the most important. If a band plays a show in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, did they really play a show? And it's not on Live for Live music. No, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow, I thought that was a mushroom tablet-induced dream I had, but anyway. Um, Michael also posted a video breaking down Rick and Peter's rig a little bit. It's up on YouTube, so be sure, sure to check that out as well. And we'll be right back with our main event, the Leg One Recap and Analysis, where we'll get to hear from some of you live on tour. Somehow it's our main event, you get to hear us talk more about this stuff. <laughs> uh, it's always an event, that's for sure. That's it. So how many times have you guys seen Goose? This will be my third. Third? This will be my second. Second. All right, where else did you guys see them? I went to uh, River Street Jazz Cafe, and I went to Goosemas uh, 2019. Oh, it's a great show. You too? I was also at Goosemas 2019. Dude, that's nice. All right, so what are the expectations coming in, coming off Suwannee, coming off Goosemas 2020? What are you guys thinking about this show today? I'm thinking they started off strong. I'm not really sure what to expect. They started with a lot of hits, so... I'm expecting some obscure, rare ones tonight. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Yeah, that was the thing about Suwannee is like they got to appeal to a festival crowd, so to play a lot of like popular stuff and uh, to come back to a fully goose crowd, I hope they play a lot of deep cuts. Any hopes, any songs that you want to hear tonight that you haven't heard? I want an Empress, but they play it the last time. I know, but dude, I want an Empress every show, honestly. They could play it every single show, and I could know that it's being played every show. They played Seekers in the, um, yeah. the, the uh, sound check, so I don't God that, but... damn it, I almost put that on my Fantasy Goose, and I know they're going to play it now. All right. Well, dude, I'm hyped for that. Don't tell me anything else about the sound check. I don't want to know. They played, uh, that's, just, that's just the way it is. They played Bob Don. That's about it. <laughs> Three, it was only three of them. 
Yeah, I got one the way it is down in, uh, or up rather, in Yarmouth. Dude, that was sick. And I did not see it coming at all. A three song encore. Um, all right, so last question. What do you guys love most about this man? Why, why are you here? Why did you drive down to Maryland for the show? It's the originality. We were just talking about it, how they don't really play off any bands. They don't rip off any bands. They do everything their own way and, and their own style, and that's what I love about them. Definitely. Over here? Pretty much what Dylan said. They changed the way I listen to music, man. Like, I just, I, I can't get over how fact original they are. And... I'm so excited for the show. <laughs> yeah, dude, me too. All right, well, guys, the rain's coming down now. I might have to hop in the car real quick, but thanks for doing this so much, guys. Have a good show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, later, guys. Up first, Frederick, night one, the party in the puddles. That was two of Goose's front row rail riders, Chris and Dylan from Bassing Ridge, New Jersey. Before the show, right as the rain started to come down, note their complete disregard for my request to not reveal what was played at Soundcheck and just telling me anyway. But um, Frederick Knight won. You guys weren't there to feel the rain, to feel the energy. What do <laughs> yeah. you think watching at home? I was a little nervous. I didn't go because there wasn't a lifeguard on duty. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Greg, did you know I was a lifeguard at one point? Yeah, were you really? I was. Yeah, There's a yeah. reason why I moved on. Mouth to mouth only. I was actually at a really corny dinner party with my friends and we were playing rummy and it was tight, but we nice. were definitely waiting for that stream to come on and communicating with people who were there. And like, it was like, okay, it's gotta be ready now. Right. It's gotta be coming on now. And then it's like, Oh, tornado warning. Oh, right. not going to yeah. happen yet. And yeah. it's like, yo, are they going to be able to actually play this? Uh, and Whoops. it was tornado warning. <laughs> so happy I'm at this dinner party. Oops. Um, I All think this wine is great. <laughs> one of the uniting threads that I saw in the fantasy goose submissions was that everyone expected no rain, no rain. Oh, no rain. we could hear a little bit about that. Let me play a little audio from me and the pod mates at what we thought the opener was going to be. No rain has to, has to be the opener tonight. I mean, if it's not, you guys are listening to this now. You might think we're fucking idiots. They open, they, yeah, they opened with fucking, I don't know. Hot tea. Yeah, they open with butter. Um, we're in like a pretty good pod where we're pretty dry. We got an uphill slope, no water sitting in front of us. But the pods in front of us are legit oceans right now. Beachfront property. They're paying extra for this. Yeah, we, we got the, right on the beach. We're sitting back. Yeah. We're watching the we're waves crash through. Off. And I mean, it's ideal because they're not getting out until later. Some of those cars can get towed out. But he said we're pretty good once everyone else leaves behind us. So, so you know Kieran's had a couple beers because you could hear that widespread panic accent starting to come out. I don't know if you folks heard that out at home. <laughs> some motherfucking twang. Yeah, some motherfucking twang in his voice there. Uh, all right. It sounds like the Zappa has gone down. The lights have come up. The goose chance have started. We'll check in with you a little later. I mean, note the confidence yeah. that yeah. we of felt. Yeah. No reason no not rain to was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's ridiculous. It's just like, you know, wasn't it May 4th? People were like, they're going to do a Star Wars set. But yeah, that was the next night, and I was uh, expecting no, it. Per, per usual, no one gets what they want. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for um, sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a hell of a night, man. And then when they actually came out and played a set, you know, it was, 
It was unfortunate they were really tight on time, but what a cool little set it ended up being with like a heater of an arrow mm-hmm. to start off in the Bob Don. They got soaking wet <laughs> during oh, Bob yeah. Don. It was really hilarious yeah. to see them scramble for towels and shit. I mean, the thing is, like, they so it was the start of this tour and they all got brand new gear. Everyone had like <laughs> yeah. thousands of dollars of new stuff that was just getting you, water You could poured see into the it. look of disdain on Rick and Peter's on, faces yeah, exactly. on the stream. Exactly. I was like, yo, yeah. <laughs> nice. This set's yeah. sick. <laughs> that's, that's a look of joy. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't see any visuals from the front row, we're going to post some videos to our socials of uh, things I took. You know, it was literally a lake around the set. And then there's just this wire coming off stage where yeah. at a moment's notice, we easily just all could have gone up and <laughs> Trevor dropped a bass bomb and all of a sudden 40 individuals are electrocuted like, yeah, fresh no, yeah. <laughs> no big deal it'll be our personal ultimate um night two <laughs> let's 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 fast forward night two um was epic by epic. the way let's talk about the Goose times Oh, yeah, definitely. We got to catch up with Mark Camito of the Goose Times. Thankfully, he got me my copy night one right as the rain started to come down so it didn't get too wet. But uh, let's listen in to what he has to say. So the El Goose Times is an old school fan rag in, you know, in, in like the likes of Dupree's Diamond Deadhead News yeah. or whatever. Donny Yeah, Donny which I think was actually produced by the band. That was. So that was a, a little different. So this is completely by the fans, for the fans. And uh, we're just trying to highlight community and all the good stuff about the music. And uh, in our first ep- our first issue, this is an episode. We have issues. Yeah, right? and those kinds in, in, in tandem. Right? Yeah, so they're coming out together. Double entendre, probably intended. But <laughs> um, <laughs> we wanted what we wanted to do was highlight the team in the first issue, which is why Getty Sound and Light was the cover story. So yeah. it's kind of cool that we got to talk to him now too. Absolutely, flip the spotlight on the guy who lights it up for all of us. Man, it, they, I hope they get the credit they deserve because this team is like. A plus. Absolutely. I mean, the, one of the best things about the band and jam bands in general, really, not that I'm pigeonholing them as a jam band, don't want to get in trouble uh, for are. that. Yeah. All right, all right, as long as I have your approval. Uh, <laughs> there's no conversation there. But there's always, like, the the, fa- the fans know the entire crew. They know the entire family. They know the girlfriends, the wives, the kids. So, like, the fact that they give them shout-outs in the liner notes of, like, this is our lighting director, this is our sound guy, camera operators, and everyone knows their names, it's the, it's the best. And that's why I love it. First film they did, I noticed that. I'm like, the, the camera work is so creative, yeah. and the credits are so creative because there's so much love, yeah. And so much hey, credit. Can I drop credits. some knowledge right here? On, Go ahead, on please. The, uh, camera topic. So we only had a short space to run the Getty interview. Okay. Yeah. But we can look forward to all new equipment this summer. So like, what we think is already perfect is evidently going to get better. In oh terms yeah. Of videography. Is, is it? Oh, the, oh yeah. Yeah, like all new cameras, equipment, the whole setup. Big shout out to Mark for all of his hard work. Shout out to our editor in chief, John Caruso, yeah, for putting absolutely. it all together. Um, you know, the Groose community is is just it's growing, it's growing. The fan base keeps doing these new and incredible things. Luckily, we started a podcast because we all don't go to therapy. This has nothing to do with Goose. <laughs> um, but uh, Joey had a chance to talk to the Gettys, right? Yeah, well, one of the Gettys. One of the Gettys. Yeah, in issue one, if you didn't get it, there was an interview with Andrew Getty, and he just happened to be walking by as I was talking to Mark, so uh, I have some great questions I asked him, so let's listen to that. 
Andrew Getty, what do you have to say? Um, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Dude, you did great last night. The lights were fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I couldn't even see. They had the tarp down in front of the house. So <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, so I was like ducking down, like trying to sit up or stand on the chair. Yeah. To, like see above. But like at one point I you know, ran up to the stage and like covered all the lights because that storm came in. Like yeah. that set, you know? But uh, During that Bob Don? We made it work. You know? During that Bob Don, the lights coming down like in front, or the rain coming down in front of the lights, it looked sick. Yeah, Especially yeah. with Danny doing like the steady cams getting the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see it out there, dude. It looked great. Yeah, I think we're going to be good tonight, though. So there's been a hotly contested name out there Mama Goose, Mother Goose. We've known a few over the years. Well, um, and one in particular who will be very angry if I don't mention very her name. Angry, yeah, and uh, so let's Jesse not Boyce. let's let's not let's not mention her name. Oh and, God, and, uh, I think I actually did. We'll I, cut, yeah, that yeah, we'll cut that out. But Joey was able to meet up with uh, with the new Mama Goose, Ali Ali Malamut. Um, just one of those people responsible for bringing so many people together around the band during a time where we've all been isolated. Um, so Joey. What did you think about the interview? I mean, it was great. It was nice to meet up with her entire crew. Again, she was hanging out with Mark in the same pods, and just everyone around her just kept chiming in and being like, well, we all met because of her. She really introduced Goose to all of us. And here, I'll just play the audio. Let's listen in. Mama Goose here. She brought a whole crew of us together. Oh, yeah? All through the pandemic, we most of us are just meeting. Yeah? Yeah. Well, do you want to tell that story? Do you want to explain the term Mama Goose? Spear of animal. Yeah. I there we, we there's a group of us that came together. We we all knew each other, and then like we came together over the pandemic, and we were doing like a lot of streaming together. So like Goose delivered for everybody. Yeah. Throughout, throughout the tour, so it gave us something to look forward to. We did. So we would watch like Goosemas together, like through house party. Oh, okay, and, nice. And we would dance together. We'd put lights on. We'd like you know act like we're at a show. Yeah. It started listening in like 2019, early 2019. And then I was like trying to push it on people. Yeah, like, Goose Pied like, Piper. I was like, I'm really into it. This is a big fish group. You yeah. Know, fish, you know, like. And so. I got, my, I got my donut mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of the fish? The, the, we call them that PH band from Vermont because if you mention the band's name, uh, the, the comments will be ridiculous. Yeah, it's dirty, right? Oh, it's terrible. We tried to shut that down in episode one, didn't work. All right, so let's take a step back. Let's look at night one and night two of Frederick as a whole. Night. Two, obviously on paper looked better, but there was just something about the energy up on the rail for night one, the rain coming down. We really mm. felt it. But let's listen to friend and future employee of the podcast, Natalie, who will be handing out stickers, great beyond stickers to be Ooh. exact, on leg two. So let's uh, listen to her take. Natalie, comparisons between night one and night two, what'd you feel? I mean, night two, we got the entire show. We got two sets. Yeah, but fair. But the set that we got night one was just out of this world. We were swimming in the front row. It was epic. It was just, the vibes were high. I mean, we were expecting not to have a show at all, so the fact that we got any kind of music, and we got spirit, so that was my number one pick for that night. So, moving forward, we soldiered down to Chucktown, a.k.a. Charleston, uh, That's Bruce, how I would describe it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bruce, the March of the Union Army. <laughs> <laughs> the March of the Wooden Soldiers. So Bruce and I flew down together uh, with uh, the band's girlfriends because I guess we're their handlers now. 
Um, well, thank God. <laughs> I, I, if I get to see girls of any type, it's great. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we made it to Charleston alive. As soon as we got there, the band's girlfriends left Bruce and I at the airport. Um, they had enough of us on the flight. Um, but the show was absolutely incredible. Riverfront Park in Charleston, a beautiful place. And it was popping. And, and I mean, I was. we got there early. We were talking to fans in line, um, just talking to fans around the grounds. And it's always these things with, with some shows that you just, the energy is just right. The mood is just right when you're there. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny. You're right on the water. Everybody felt really comfortable. Everybody was ready to see a show. A lot of people in Charleston were there for their first time to see a goose show. And we're seeing that a lot over like one. We'll see it over like two of the summer and we'll see it going forward through the year. But it's a lot of people's first shows at a lot of these locations. Um, so that really adds to the atmosphere. And not only that, but the show itself, Charleston, was an absolute dance party. I, I left I left the show thinking, wow, this this yeah. is an incredible show. I mean, how are they going to top it you know, this, <laughs> yeah. this weekend? You're absolutely right. It was a dance party. Like there are some shows you go to Peach Festival, you go you go to a show at SPAC. And you're on a hill dancing the whole time and yeah. you leave with like this horrific, well, I, I leave with this horrific shooting pain in my back. Um, but oh, some like, call it the sciatica. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, Charleston, I, I, I feel like I earned the same pain dan- dancing on flat ground. On completely flat grass. On flat ground. But um, I know, yeah, Joey got to. Got to see some people out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, before we get into that, I just want to note that, yes, there were pods, but this was the first time I felt like I was at a semi-normal show. Like, it, mm-hmm. was, it wasn't crowded, but looking over the crowd, like, you could definitely see a lot of heads, the lights coming down on it, people dancing. So it really felt great. And looking at pictures beforehand, um, looking at the lawn, I was in Section 3. I thought I was going to be way in the back. But luckily, what I thought was Section 1 was the entire crowd. So it really was small, intimate, tight. Um, and really a lot of fun, but yeah, I got Bruce to catch up. Bruce and I up. ignored your phone calls because we didn't know how far Section 3 was. <laughs> we <didn't even> <laughs> yeah. Well, it turned out yeah. the sections didn't even matter. We yeah. were in Section 3, they're like, oh, you're the back three rows, and then yeah. did not moderate at all. So slowly, people just started uh, making their way there up. Were, there were no sections by set two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no not, there were barely pots. Um, but yeah, I got to catch up with some really cool guys. Um, I'll let the audio tell you the story, but... Yeah, these guys are pretty much the inspiration of what I want to be at shows from here on out. So let's take a listen. Let's just talk about quick how we met during set two. So we're partying during, I guess it was So Ready. It was early in set two. So Ready was a great opener. And then the nicest guy in the world comes over and just goes, I'm going to get beers. You want some beers? And I said no. no. Kieran said yes. Natalie said yes. So then I changed my answer to yes. That was the wise choice, my friend. It was, dude. It was a great time. (laughs) And then we shared some goodies. We had a good time. And then we noticed you guys were just running through the pods, making sure everyone was feeling good. So what gives you the inspiration? to do that at a show. Man, I've missed live music for so long. I mean, this COVID has changed the world, man. And But to be together and to experience something that only exists tonight. Exactly. There's, yeah. there's nothing that matches that. And so to be able to maximize that, embrace that, and to say, we're going to do that together. That's what this is about. I mean, what you walk away with yeah, I mean, you, it's a story that you'll tell for years on end, and I think that's what tonight is. I mean, this is a story. These guys are doing it, and they're going to do it phenomenally in the years to come. And the fact yeah. that we've been here tonight is going to be a story we're going to share together, and we're going to share with our people in our own spheres of influence. But, like, this is going to be a memory. And I think, you know, what we need now is that. Absolutely. we need hope. We need hope. We need understanding that, that the world is changing, and, and 
only way to do that in a well, uh, passionate way is to do that together. Absolutely. That's what's nice about it. Dude, you're blowing my mind. Have you been Can... on the podcast before? <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be, man. I have been waiting. I've been waiting for a live music. You've been waiting to be interviewed that's, after live that's music. What, that's what was missing over the past year and a half. I mean, the live music, the experience that we have together, there's a shared, intimate experience that only happens, you know, today. It only happens in a unique way, and I think that's what we've got to focus on, and that's what's going to bring us ultimately together in the future. Dude, absolutely, absolutely man, Goose that's is great. Leading the charge back. Goose, Goose is Goose, leading the charge Goose back. Goose is phenomenal, and they yeah. get that, and they understand, and they bring us together, and I think that's what's special about today. All right, so Brian, you've been, you've been just boxed out of this, man. Let me ask you, how'd you get into Goose? This man right here. <laughs> All right, right back to him. Present, <laughs> 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 how'd you get into Goose? Oh man, just listening to him, man. I mean, I've been a big fish fan forever, and I think there's—I mean, everyone recognizes that that can't go on forever. So we need to understand like what's next. And I think Goose is what's next. Goose is next. Goose right. is next. I, po- I point you to episode one for a discussion on that. And from there, Joey made the very informed decision of going home and getting rest. It was Mother's Day weekend. <laughs> yes. I had I had to go. Oh, home. your mother doesn't hate you? <laughs> I know. So you, I guess yeah, that makes sense. She's getting there. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my Mother's yeah. Day present was not being oh. around my mother for Mother's Day. So. By season three, you'll have a different outlook on life if you keep working with us. So Bruce and I, um, you know, we hopped on a flight to Pelham. Um, <laughs> I think it was two flights, Greg. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. depends. Yeah. It was a blur. <laughs> depends who you ask. But we got, we made it to Tennessee. Uh, Joey has no idea what happened. Um, no. The responsible one was home. So Bruce and I went out, uh, got ourselves a room at the Red Roof Inn. And, Beautiful um, Red Roof Inn in Manchester, with Tennessee. A, with a palatial view of the Waffle House. Only <laughs> one cigarette burn on my comforter, which yeah. I was quite For pleased sure. about. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, damn, we're back on tour. We're doing it. Um, and so we, we dove into Pelham. We dove into the caverns with a, uh, I don't know, like they're in Tennessee. Finally, we're doing it. Yeah, and it's cool because we... I was initially a little, not disappointed, let's say, but, you know, you wanted to, (laughs) as always, but you wanted to see him in the caverns, you know, it's such a neat place. And the above ground concert venue at the caverns is equally sick. And they, you have to go to the bathroom in the cavern. So like they were letting people before the show get to walk around the caverns venue downstairs and downstairs underground (laughs) and uh it was really it was really awesome to see but the hillside was beautiful on the above ground and there was a little break between the trees you could look out over these fields and hills in tennessee and it was it was really just a beautiful place and again kind of like charleston but that vibe was there to begin with and and people were really really feeling comfortable and relaxed and everybody was just feeling so happy and you could sense it from the crowd and and, and i think a lot of that does have to do with some of the natural atmosphere there a couple quick highlights bruce myself and uh goose's manager matt kalinsky stopped by the manchester tennessee dollar tree (laughs) to get a bunch of birthday balloons for lighting director andrew getty it we sold a, them out of their birthday balloons. Got all the birthday balloons. Uh, it was his 26th birthday. He got up on stage and ripped a whistle solo over insane. me and Julio. It was hilarious. It's not yeah. a solo, an entire song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he was basically oh. accompanying the song. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon my disrespect. Or not a solo. Um, they launched into a Rosewood that was half acoustic, half electric. The, the place was on fire when they uh, did that caverns below 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great line. Did I, did <laughs> Perfectly I, placed. Did I, did I sound like Rick? Um, um, yeah, a little. Yeah, better. So, so <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So night one was incredible. Night two, uh, just like Joey experienced in Frederick, we had torrential downpours oh, and another God. tornado warning, which mm. turned into possibly the craziest subterranean party I've ever been involved oh, in. Oh, man. Party in the Caves was wild. And a good friend of ours, Peter Russo, was um, pretty much controlling an entire VIP section. Uh, I don't think the story is appropriate for the great it's beyond, not, but if you want to yeah. DM me, I'll fill you in on the details. If, <laughs> if you if you were at Russo's uh, cavern party, please send us a DM of your fondest memories. <laughs> um, but to wrap this whole thing up, Bruce and I <laughs> Bruce and I narrowly made our flight with about six minutes we got <laughs> a really nice 80 year old man in a pickup truck that gave us a ride to the yes. airport so um to cap off a stellar weekend all around enough about us <laughs> that's leg one we can't wait to see you guys out there for leg two we've got so much coming up um we'll see you all at westville dressed to impress oh yeah absolutely so thank you all for tuning into episode four we want to congratulate the winner of our contest, Andrew Williamson, who solved the puzzle in absolute record time. Just for a heads up, that was 126.19 into the mist for anybody that wants to listen. Kenny's West Side Pub in Peoria, Illinois. We also want to shout out Sam Joyce, who came in a close second. Andrew's getting a signed print. Um, Sam Joyce's... Second place prize will probably be a series of high fives from, your, from the host. Congrats, Sam. Congratulations. Um, Studio time costs money, sorry. <laughs> um, but keep listening for your chance to win fun prizes whenever we can afford them. And we'll also be handing out some Great Beyond merch on leg two of tour, so be sure to be on the lookout to pick up your first edition Great Beyond Slaps. Because the Great Beyond Slaps. The Great Beyond was engineered by Robbie Chemical at Gary's Electric in Brooklyn, New York. On behalf of my co-hosts, I'd like to thank everyone who was featured today, as well as those who did not make the cut necessarily. We still love you all. In kind addition, of. Well, <laughs> you're all right. The yeah. audio wasn't perfect while music is playing. <laughs> we all have room to improve. We'd also like to thank our manager, Kathleen Rothschild, and most of all, you, the listeners, for tuning in. Be sure to catch a ride with us next time down the pathway to the great beyond. The great beyond.